This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. It's the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant, talk about some OSHA compliance, talk about a whole bunch of stuff, safety and health related, even mindset. Also, we've spoke about mindfulness. Got a whole bunch of stuff we talked about. How to find clients, all that stuff. Come on. All right, let's come on. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I want to welcome everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I just noticed something. I got to be honest with y'all. I used to say weekly podcast. I don't say that anymore because it's been more bi-weekly. And that's okay because I still want to give you guys some information and you know that I'm still an active consultant um, and I'm a trainer as well. So I am giving you the information as I can and I hope it's valuable enough for you to share with your friends and family and those that are in the safety and health field, even if they're not consultants now, but they're thinking about being a consultant later. That's the way to do it. Right now, they're probably the consultant for their safety and health organization. And maybe even not safety and health organization, they're probably the consultant for their job. <laughs> That's probably the way I should say it more often than not, right? Uh, so, uh, just thank you. Thank you for, for listening and sharing. And I could see some of that in the ranks. So let me tell you about the Apple podcast ranks. And today we've got a wonderful, wonderful guest. Before we get there, let's thank everybody that's listened to us. Uh, Great Britain, you got me at 225. Uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm 113. In your, I'm in the government category. That's me. Uh, so South Africa, wow, 219. Turkey, 14. <laughs> 14. Turkey, you guys rock. <laughs> you know, I'm like, my goodness, there's like oh, all of you rock for listening to me. So, thank you so, so, so much. All right, let's keep going. Chili, I am 77. Cutter, I am 23. Wow, awesome. And those are the Apple Podcast rankings for Chartable. This is where I'm getting the information from. On the Chartable ranking, I am, let's give you the good ones, <laughs> globally 212 in their reach category, in their government reach category, and 178 in the U.S. Wow, that is awesome. I'm so glad to be part of that. Uh, for those of you that want to hear your specific country, here's my uh, uh, coming from Bcast. It says the U.S. is the top listeners, followed by France, Thailand, Finland, Canada, Netherlands, uh, Bahrain, U.K., Germany, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, Austria, Malaysia, Italy, Belgium, uh, Chesnia, Cambodia, Kenya, Australia, Saudi Arabia, Korea, Hungary, Qatar, Hong Kong, Algeria, Rwanda, China, New Zealand, UAE, Uganda, Greece, Norway, Japan, Egypt, Sweden, Taiwan, Israel, and it looks like, uh, got one more there, where is that? Uh, I probably butchered that. My bad, people. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, you guys truly, truly, truly uh, make the show go around. And uh, just, yeah, I am so, so grateful. So thank you so much for everyone. And let's, uh, I'm not trying to work my board, but goodness, I can't figure out anything. So here we go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, in this episode, 
Well, just, I've got like a remarkable episode lined up for you. All right. So in this episode, it's a long one because you guys really need to hear this one. So we just delve into a fascinating journey of a multi-talented individual who brings a unique blend of engineering, physiology, psychology, and a profound passion for safety consulting in the forefront and not Really, it's client relationship is probably uh, the better way to say it. But I will introduce you guys to Emily Elrod. I just, uh, her story is just nothing short of inspiring. Uh, she shares her experience of her younger years working alongside her father in the field of engineering who gave her her job in engineering and the title uh, really really young which is amazing and it kind of touched me because I got a close relationship with my daughter and my son as well but you know uh, I'm one of those uh, uh, I guess I think they call it like a, a girl dad or something like that <laughs> but me and my daughter got a great relationship and she's actually helping me out with my business so that's why it touched me even more because she's my virtual assistant uh, so it's uh, I loved hearing her story and her relationship with her father it just blessed my dad heart and uh, as you hear it you're going to see as her journey she earned her degree in physiology and uh, she really got uh, truly uh, deepened the approach of how to do human performance better and uh, she's really incredible as you listen to her but hold on that's not all. <laughs> she also imparts some of these invaluable tips for building trust and just faith in your business as uh, your clients, you know, feel like they could trust you, have faith to uh, put their people into your hands and you could help mold their people. And then also uh, she talks about using technology such as chat GBT, which I gave you guys a couple of um, episodes on already. So we kind of geeked out on that one, talked a little bit on uh, how to use it with integrity and use it as a tool. That's really what we were talking about. So if you're a seasoned safety consultant looking to expand your horizon or you're just someone starting the safety journey, uh, you will not, you would, you, you will just definitely enjoy listening to Emily Elrod, great inspiration and uh, she's enlightened and empowered and she passes that to her people in very unique ways. Uh, you're going to hear about her faith, which is a strong uh, rudder to guiding her career. And uh, she gives a lot of uh, faith, um, kind of uh, just a message as you're listening to her. So that's uh, that's important. I, and you guys heard me talk about that before. So it doesn't have to be religious. It's just what your belief system is. Uh, you really want to incorporate some of that into your job, especially since we're doing safety and health, right? Because with safety and health, uh, we actually are doing something that we're nurturing individuals. We're helping them stay safe. We're uh, giving them and their families uh, the gift of keeping them safe so that they can you know, pass on uh, not only their knowledge and experience, but then also the love that they have for their family. You know, would still be there because their presence will still be there in the entirety of who that being is. So, all right, that's me enough pontificating. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's uh, start the episode and you guys will get a chance to listen to Emily Elrod from Worksby. Miss Emily Elrod on the show. I'm so happy that we are connected and going to have you here telling us about your wonderful business and what you do. And uh, since my audience is mostly people who are in the consulting field, we want to hear about your, you know, what's in the special sauce. <laughs> Love it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So 
you've got so many awards and, and just the stuff that you do, your client list is like ridiculous. And that is so awesome. So tell us how it got started. Um, so I have a weird background. So I um, actually was an engineer. And I designed, I did not go to school for it. So what I always preface, my dad um, invented a lot of the stuff that makes carpet. And so at age six, I was working in his, uh, at his um, company. And then from there, I was AutoCADing by 13, 14, and then building out RES systems from there. And then just kept growing um, and loving. I loved it, but my dad was smart. And he told me one day, he goes, Emily, you're really good at what you do, but you, you're you not in love with it. Um, and he's like, go do what you love. And I had a master's in physiology. So at the time, I was an ergonomical engineer, and meaning that I would like help design a lot of the stuff with health in mind and making sure like lifting and, and secondary injuries and working on, on that as well within yeah. the design process. Um And so I went back um, or I quit that job as a VP and um, (laughs) took a secretary job um, to work my way up to be a wellness coordinator um, to do wellness programming. Um, And from there, I just kept going up the ranks. And um, I'm a person of faith, so I will say I have to put a major caveat into all that. And so each year God gives me a word and, and he gave me the word patience. Um, this, this particular year, whenever I, it was like, I was so frustrated. I just found like it was for every, so many people, I found a million dollar savings. It was like 310 people. I found a mil, million dollar savings. Um, hmm. And so in, in total, it was like a four to $5 million savings. And I'm like, okay, can, wow. can we use this? Can we? And it was just like this barrier after barrier after barrier. And I'm like, okay, this is so many barriers being in the corporate world. I want to see what I can do differently. And God finally gave me the word go. So I went to the CEO and COO and I was like, hey, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do what I'm doing here. I want you to be my first client. And I'm going to take, I actually had a Fortune 500 that I brought in to that company and I was like, I'm going to take them with me. And both of them were like, you're going to do great. Go do it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, that's what I always say. It's like, it's only God thing for me. Um, just, and that's what I did. That's how I started my business is um, in the wellness space and really looking at the design. Um, what one of the leading things that, that drives me is that work is a fifth leading cause of death and that should not happen um and the stress and the strains and all this stuff that that happens because of people putting um going to work and Mm -hmm. just getting to watch that whenever we were uh, me and my team we were running a chronic care facility as well just watching that it just was it was hard and so oh yeah Basically, I still do engineering, but I engineer environments, understanding how humans are designed. And I have a team that helps me with uh, um, organizational psychologist, um, psychotherapist, and um, then I do a lot of the physiology or the pro- and the process side of it. Wow. Hey, the, uh, the thought came to me since your, your background where it is what it is. Uh, what's your relationship with wearable technologies for for? people because you've got you know the the physiology physiology side <laughs> hopefully mm-hmm. you said that right <laughs> and then yep. you got the side with the uh with the actual going through and, and thinking about how the performance side of people are do they go hand in hand for you or do they do they give you like a like a mixed mixed feeling no so wearable technology i'm big on like whoop is my number one if i'm going to put it on my athletes or if i'm going to put it on my coaches or even my um anybody that I specifically coach as well, my executives. I like to see that. But moreover, I do like to train people so that they don't have to use technology as well. So like there's a common thing where people say control the controllables. And if you actually knew how difficult it was to control things, like physiologically, it's really hard. Um, So if if you see a train wreck, um, are you like control your breathing? Yeah, right. Um, So... those are the things like sometimes we don't know what's happening. So example, I had one of my um, 
D1 coaches, he's like, I just can't get my heart rate down. It was stress. It was stress induced. And he's like, I don't know what. And I had to teach him a reset. But we learned it from his whoop that his heart rate variability was it. It kept staying up. Um, And so those are some of the things they can be very beneficial, especially if you don't know why. Um, or you just, you feel off and you can't see it. You can, you can explore back through, um, the wearables. So, yep. Big fan. But as long as you don't get, I say tech is a resource, not the source. As long as you don't get addicted to it or stuck with it. Um, if it can die and you can still live with it being dead and it's not like an attachment to you, then, then it's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great answer. Cause I, um, I wasn't sure because I know with a uh, performance, uh, sometimes, uh, the, the idea isn't to be like, you're just saying a, a crutch with the technology, but it's data you're getting data. So you got to work with all the data you're given. So you know exactly how to, uh, how to set this one client and in the right way, cause everyone's going to be different. Right. Yep, exactly. So the other thing that I was thinking in this, this may be, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm way off base, but uh, how, um, like if you're going to go through the performance side and you're going to have to tell that one person, you know, you see the heart rate spike, are you teaching them uh, a form of meditation? Are you teaching them, uh, you know, mindfulness? Uh, what do you, so that they're aware? Well, how do you get that wording into a business setting? So it depends on what it is. Um, so if I'm, uh, if I'm overthinking, I got to figure out if they're overthinking or overdoing. Um, and in between, so a thought leads to a feeling, um, which over times will um, be an action or action and then over time will become a habit. So thought, feeling, action, habit. We always will have the feeling. So if they're overreacting and like they just can't get the form no matter what, I have them do a thought reset. So feel the feeling, then get to the thought reset so that we can reset the cycle. Um, if they are over um, thinking, I have them do an action reset. So in this case, this guy kept overthinking um, and he yeah. was stuck in his head. And so there's two uh, thanks for him. I had him look at a billboard. Just reset. Look at the billboard. Um, wow. And so some of the other ones while he was coaching the other ones, like I'll uh, teach athletes, um, touch your shoe. Whatever, whatever it is that you have, you decide on what works for you mm-hmm. and just try it. So that, but that's wow. the biggest thing. What the crutch people will do is like, if they're overthinking, if I'm like thinking, man, I can't do this. I'm awful. And then I say like, an, I got this. I can do this all. And your brain will then be like, no, it can't. I can't. I can't do this. So I have to get them out of their head and into their body and versus um, and depend. And that's how we, we put it back and forth is to wow. have the resets. Is that like a, it sounds to me like neurolinguistic programming, like a, mm-hmm. a form of NLP. Mm-hmm. Basically. Okay. Uh, so you, you, you do something to, to deviate them from their state so that they're uh, you could get them anchored with another, another reality, if you would, to get them to stop their story that they've been telling themselves over and over again. And then from there, that new anchor could lead to uh, an awareness and then the action will go to a different behavior. Yep. And it's what we say it's, um, well, within baseball, it's, it's home state before home plate. Before you step up to home plate or before you throw over a home plate pitcher or hitter, um, where are you at? And it's really on just like knowing yourself and having that awareness because I always tell the story of my um, one of my best friends in college. He was a D1 athlete and <laughs> he was pitching and then he had a girlfriend, but he also had a chick on the side um, and they sat near each other <laughs> and his performance was not good. <laughs> so I can imagine. <laughs> so it's things like those are the things that we talk about. A lot of people. People think sleep, food, mood, and movement, those matter. But like what is in the environment that is really impacting you? So hopefully people do not have side chicks. Um, I even hate to say it like that, but like have a woman, (laughs) another woman um, (laughs) that is – Something like that. But what do you have in the stands? Like what is in proverbial, even at work, if you have that one human that you cannot stand that is like over your shoulder, you got to work next to them. How does that impact your environment? So those are the things that we look at is like what um, looks and 
can really make you go off of that performance that you want to. Um, and we know that what we say is sleep, food, mood, and movement is um, protective factors for environment because we know that environment has a 70% impact on our overall well-being and our performance. Hmm. Wow. And uh, I noticed that you, you you started your 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 thoughts, feelings, and then that becomes your actions. Is there trigger before thoughts or is it just uh, the, in your experience, have you seen like a trigger leads to a thought, leads to a behavior? Well, what we talk about is that thoughts are it's uh, we emit we emit thoughts. So it's images or it's um, emotions. It's an acronym. Uh, emotions, memories, images, thoughts, sensations. So that is what a thought is. So it's one of those. Um, so I'm a weird human, and I didn't know about this until um, probably two years ago or three years ago. And it's uh, escaping me what it's called, but I can't see pictures in my brain. So I don't have images. Um, and so I always ask the, whenever I do these things is like, or even you, Sheldon, can you like see an apple in your brain? Like yeah. right now? Okay. Can you spin the apple and do all what normal, like you can probably see it. It's a color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't Every do color, that. Color, taste, I, everything. I got nothing. Um, nothing and else. so the, the first time whenever I found that out, I was reading a book. It was on AC, uh, acceptance and commitment theory. Um, and they were talking about that. It's like, if you can't see, if your person can't see images, make sure you do this. That's the reason why I don't do mindfulness stuff. Cause I, the whole time just thought people were like, woohoo. Like it never worked for me. And I didn't know why. And then I called my mom. I was like, mom, can you see an apple in your brain? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, can you see an apple? Like, in your brain. She's like, no, Emily, we can't do this. Uh, I'm like, I don't know. And then I asked my husband at the time, he's my ex now. And he's, I was like, can you, can you see an apple? Can you spin an apple? And he's like, yes, Emily, everybody can do this. I'm like, okay, I can't do it. Mama can't do it. Um, So those are some of the things that we, that we teach a lot about is um, neurodiversity. So whenever I'm training, I also have um, dyslexia, what's like dyslexia, um, where things will get switched back and forth on me. And so it's like in performance too, what are the other environmental factors or what are things that we don't know about? Um, And just like uncovering these cool learnings about how and why we do what we do and how it all impacts and plays into our story. So does that lead to, um, I know in, in reading some of the things that I, I saw about your, your theories, you've got the self-determination theory and, uh, that's like, I, I teach people a lot on Maslow and, and you know, the early form of this, you know, <laughs> when you're just thinking about someone's needs got to get met and before they can even have the brain space for something else, then, you know, they're, they're seeking that they have to get it. It's a need. And then with self-determination, as I'm understanding it, it's more of you're focusing on, well, the intrinsic, trying to get the intrinsic motivation, uh, not like the BF Skinner version where you're trying to reward and, and all that. But it seems like you're you're trying to get an environment where the person gets the intrinsic motivation by creating the right environment for them. Is that safe to say or is there more to this? So there's more to that. There is, okay, so we call it the car method. Um, It's COMSI autonomy relatedness. And so here's the irony of it is that it is very hard to be intrinsically motivated. So for, and this is something that somebody rocked my brain with um, whenever I did a Y summit last year. And that was his whole thing is like to really get intrinsically motivated. That means that it is only about you. It has no, like, even me doing a good job, still, like, on this, like, saying this podcast, intrinsic, I'm intrinsically motivated, in theory, to do good job for this. But it is actually, there's extrinsic, because I want to do good for you, and I want it to show out for your audience. So, it's not just me. So, to have true intrinsic is is very difficult. There's always that actual extrinsic extrinsic factor that comes in um mm-hmm. watching hallmark movies with is like the most intrinsic thing that i can do like i don't give a <laughs> care in the world what anybody thinks like um that's that's me that's just like where i'm at um that's pure bliss on mine um but <laughs> so um within regards to the self-determination theory it is um curating the environment where there's competency 
So you you know what you need to know. Autonomy, you have the freedom of choice to do it, and then it's relatable to you. Um, and we call it the CAR to success because the acronym that goes with it, so C-A-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and so whenever we design environments, those are the things that we focus on. These are what we say is the basic human needs. Um, they want to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. They want to have autonomy. And then the related is a lot around belonging. Um, and it connects in with four major chemicals that we, that all of our stuff is engineered and designed around. And yeah. the two that I think will probably hit with y'all's audience, your audience the most is um, this, we call it the safety cop of the body, serotonin. Um, a lot of people think it's produced in the brain, but actually um, 90% of it's in your gut. And so we talk hmm. about gut reactions. Um, and so having knowledge of when do you have gut reactions? When is your body doing things? Um, and then the other one is oxytocin, which um, is if anybody that listens is a female that had to be induced or they saw their partner be induced, um, that is pertocin is artificial oxytocin. And it's for our bodies hmm. to create belonging. Um but it's also for our bodies whenever we have babies that we actually love our children, our children, and we don't reject them. So, no. and that's what skin to skin contact is. And um, there's other ways that I we teach people on how to put oxytocin in your environment. High fives, handshakes. It was fun during COVID to do that one. Um, and no, then had, wow. how to do a re, um, handwritten notes is another one that will release it as well, or vulnerable conversations. And so those hmm. are. Those are the things that we um, will allow us to have that relatedness is that safety and that trust and that love. That's what oxytocin and serotonin do together. So it's I wish it was like this simple thing, but yeah, there's um, but there's a lot of why does our bodies do what they do? It's because of these chemicals. So what I always explain out is like you wouldn't get in a car and not understand like the basics of how it runs. I hope people yeah. don't do that. Um, I, I also had a dad that we grew up, I grew up rebuilding cars with him. So I have a oh, love for it. That's awesome. So within regards. Love it. It's my engineering happiness. Um, so like I wouldn't get in a car and not know how it runs. I wouldn't get in a car and not want to know what it's gas mileage is. I wouldn't, um, want to know like if there's like dings ring, something that's going to go wrong with it. I want to know that it's right to get in. That's what I also want people to know with their bodies. Like, do you know, and then also in the environment, do you know what the speed limit is? Do you know what will be healthy for you? What, so there's a lot of factors that come into it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's just nerdy on understanding why does you, why do you do what you do? But then also whenever I put you in a group, group effect is so big. Why is it some people like they want to do good or they want to do things, but then they just can't sometimes. And so what are those factors that are impacting it? So. Mm. Oh, awesome. Uh, so what I'm hearing is uh, the traditional safety and health reward system and punishment system is triggering a whole bunch of dopamine and cortisols and you switch everybody to serotonin and oxytocin. Amen, brother. That's ex- that is actually it. If you want to get nerdy all day, that is what we do. Um, I actually call the dopamine the teenage cheerleader of the body. And it is, it's, and I even actually just wrote something not too long ago. We haven't posted it yet, but it was on dopamine. I'm sick of recognition and rewards. We're like, these are dopamine quick hits. Um, And what we talk about is like, if you get to oxytocin, like think about somebody that you love and care for. I don't need to be constantly validated by them because I'm secure and I know where that is. I know that I'm loved. I, I know where I'm at, but they do do things to then validate me and to let me know the good, bad, and ugly of what I do in life and and to hold me accountable. And so that's the part that we get is that psychological safety. We know its impact. um, And those are the things I I switch from because what I, one of the biggest things that first time I pissed off some safety people was whenever um, there's that thing called stop and think. And I hate it with a passion because what I talk about is like, you can stop, but you literally cannot think like cortisol in our brain shuts off, like cortisol shuts off the learning centers of our brain. So you literally can't think if a bear is coming at me, I don't want to think, or I put it in sports 
if a baseball's flying at me at 100 miles an hour, I don't want to think. I'm going on baseline habits. And so the, a lot of things that we talk about is what are your baseline habits? How do you get reps in the roles? How do you get to practice this stuff in a uncomfortable, we say we want you to stay between nausea and excitement, but in a safe enough environment that you can fail and it won't kill anybody. Um, and so those are the things that, that we do a lot around our work is um, finding what stresses people out, creating systems around it, building things out from it, but then also just really look into how can we um, build that psychological safety? How do we um, grow people um, and keep it sustainable too? Because I guess one other thing that I always say with the work that I do, all of our contracts at minimum are 18 months. Um, and why, plan. Yeah, why do we do that? Because I, it takes about nine months just to build connection with people. And what we're seeing in the world that we're in right now is that people are just not connected. And so I've got to know where all the ugliness is hidden in, in, these, in these groups. I didn't know mm-hmm. the good, bad, and ugly, and they have to trust me. And so it's nine months of building trust. Nine months of really then just teaching them how do they create these habits once I get that done. Um, so those are those are some of the big things that um, within our processes that we do. That's a you want to talk about that secret sauce from the beginning. That's one of our uh, secrets. Right. So good, good. So secret sauce for workers bee. How's that? Did I do it? Uh, nope. <laughs> it's works me. Oh. Okay. So oh. my, <laughs> um, oh. credit oh. my eight-year-old child named my company. And it was actually after um, I'd been named top 10 in the nation at what I do um, within specifically within well, wellness programming. And um, we were talking about Pokemon and other things. And then we got on to life about like, Mama, you're always working. And so, and he's like, what if you could be a human worker or a human being and not a human always working? And I'm like, damn it, kid. I hate whenever they give you like those profound things. <laughs> yeah, and then we, can. and then we just like talked about, okay, so what would that look like? Well, if we, I had a company, what would that be? And he's like, and then he said, it, it said works be. And he's like, we we're going to take. Like you can be a human worker, but you can be a human being. And that's why the Z goes back and forwards. So we take human workers in that space. We teach them how to be human beings, but human beings actually want to work and they want to fall. They want to have purpose. And so I I believe everybody has a purpose on this earth and it's not just to sit and twiddle thumbs that they actually, but we have to design environments for them to see that and to breathe life and put joy in them. So. Wow. Do you know, the whole time I've been saying works be, and then I was like, it's got to be something that's, that's more catchy and tricky and I'm nope. missing it. So I overthink that. I, the whole thing, I overthink it. It's all okay. good. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I need, we just, I need coaching. I overthink. <laughs> there we go. Um, I'll tell you, most most people just call me uh, we, wise. So our acronym for the stuff that we do is WISE. So it's well, intelligent, safe, and empowered. That's um, the four main areas that we look at um, within mm-hmm. our work models. And so it's just work-wise. That's, I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. <laughs> it's like rename myself. <laughs> well, I've been uh, like whenever I coach people starting their safety consulting business, I always tell them you got to start with a good name. And I always and so what I'm, I uh, usually say is that you got to get the name and it's have to be some it's easier if it's recognizable to people uh, that are going to be potential clients. And uh that's usually what I, 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 I coached them on. And then I've been challenged on that lately, just kind of personally, just thinking about it as, as, you know, you could always brand, you know, mm-hmm. and you do some amazing branding. I mean, amazing well, uh, long form messages uh, you add and include uh, the family. Cause I love the one uh, you did a post a little while ago with your, your chickens that weren't laying the eggs in the, in the right place. And your daughter was picking them up and she gave you all the eggs and you you gave an idea of if it was traditional safety, you know, you punished a chicken mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a good producer. So why do you want to do that? And I love the way that you incorporate the, the things that you do in your in your messaging 
the long form, I think I might switch to some of that. What's your, uh, how would you coach somebody who's getting into uh, consulting and they have to be, you know, marketer, they have to be, you know, web designer, social uh, media expert, all this stuff. What do you, what that secret sauce? Tell me about that. Um, I first thought that's coming in my brain is, progression, not perfection, and then just no regressions coming in there. Um, so within this is like the first time I started doing social media, I was like, oh, it's got to be perfect. It's like I can't post if it's not. Da, da, da. Now I'm just, I've done it so much. It's like, and it's funny too, a lot of my stuff I use, I want to be efficient with my time. So I use a thing called recur post. Um, this is my secret sauce. So I tell everybody in the background. Ooh. So um Within regard to um, recur post, what it is, is it will redo my content because the content I have is what I found is usually ahead by like three years. Um, and so what I do is like I'll post it one time and it gets nothing and I repost it another year and it gets something and the next year it's like, bam, it flew out. of. So it's, it's just interesting on that content aspect of it. Hmm. But within regards to whatever you post, um, my intention of posting is for my children, to be honest. And so mm -hmm. if I die today, my kids will see my thought patterns. So it's wow. not that is the reason I post this stuff, too. It's it is. Um, so Worksby's um Mission statement is to create a space for accountability, connection, and life-impacting results, not from here now, but for seven generations to come. And so I want my kids to know at a young age, they've been a part of the story. But then also, if it, if it connects to me, it may connect to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so, and it just, I just pray that it goes at the right time for the right person. Um, and so that's what I would say within uh, writing things out, just see if it, if it hits your soul, if it doesn't. Tell a story. Story stick. That is, um, I was taught this. Um, if you even take Jesus out of it, who's the, has the most followers all time, and 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 how did he get to his messaging? And what he did is he was he told stories, mm -hmm. and so that's my method of it. Is just hey, I'm just going to tell stories, um, and then wow. I'm going to do a random connect here or there, um, and once you get in the habit of it, it's just been great. It's been really one to fun to see my kids. Um, they love it. They think it's cool that they get posted about and whatnot. So, um, yeah, and, yeah. And I bet you those pictures, they probably are, are looking at them saying, hey, that's me, mom, look. <laughs> yep, yep. They absolutely love it. So, and I'll tell you something I started doing lately too is um, sometimes you can overthink post. I use chat GPT on a lot of my posts now. Um, so what I'll do is I'll tell the whole story. Bless chat GPT's heart. I will say that AI feature is the that best thing. That is so thing. Southern right there. <laughs> that is the most Southern thing I've heard. I love it. Just bless chat GPT's heart. We're, we're blessing its heart here. Because what it is, is like, I'll be like, okay, I have a picture of a goat and I want to use this goat and connect it back to following and connect it in with a self-determination theory and like add in, um, I want to talk about like, uh, centralized down on related uh, relatability within the go and like it's like it's odd. and it helps me it just really helps me and i'm like write it for linkedin content and then add practical steps and then i'll add my stuff in it um but it gives me a good template to be able to not overthink and so um that's the other thing i love hmm. about recur post is whenever i what i will do is i can make content i will one day i sit about mm, I'm getting more, getting more conditioned to do it, but probably about once a quarter, it was about twice a year I was doing it. I'll just well. pump out 30 to 40 posts. I'll just go through all my pictures and I'll write. I'll spend two days and I'll just mark them all out while I'm in a major flow state. So mm. you don't have wow. to, um, can like, don't think that you got to, it's good to post every day, but I use recur posts. That's what I do. That makes my time and my efficient and more efficient to that. So I can sit down and just knock it all out, but whatever works yeah. for you. So that's, that's just what I, I tell people experiment, figure out. Um, and there's no right answer. 
and there's no magic formula, you're going to get pissed at LinkedIn because if you post on there, because the algorithm changes all the time. And just that's the reason I don't do it for the post. I don't do it for the likes. That's actually, or that's dopamine. That's, that is what dopamine is not the reward. It's the pursuit of the reward. And so it's that pursuing those likes and those hits and all those things. That's not me. Um, But doing it for my kids. Now that's long lasting and that's That's long lasting. So, wow. Well, let me first thank you about the chat GBT because uh, right now everybody's truly thinking about ethics on it. And literally last week I taught my management students. I said, I use it and I showed them. We actually did um we actually did their um they had an essay that they needed to do to create their own uh integrated disability management system and then the uh, was also to create an incentive program and I said, All right, you're gonna do it here. I showed them my screen and I said, I'm gonna do the same thing with ChatGBT and uh and I had to train it like you always have to do and tell it, you know, you're the expert in this and then you start your conversation instead of just, you know, hitting the one thing that you want at the end, you want to, you know, build it. Uh, and so I, I ended up um, coming up with almost the exact same thing that they had. Obviously, you don't want to just blindly post this stuff, guys. So everybody listening to this, stop it. Don't think that. <laughs> stop no. it. Right now, right now, you don't want to blindly post that stuff. That stuff is just to spark a memory or to spark uh, some interest. And then you still have to do your research and you still have to, you know, get things right and clean it up. But the output that they give you is really valuable. The, yeah. the way that they format things and bullet points and numbers and all that, that's the value. Yeah, it's the template. It gives you a template. So you don't have to overthink it. That's the, that's a lot of the time is like people just getting started. It's like, it's beautiful. It's freaky. I would tell you it's freaky too. Like yes. how, <laughs> I, that's, that's the only other word I have for it. When people are like, like <laughs> um, and it knows my language and it knows how I speak and, and I've curated it to do that. Um, but it, it does great work. It really, it is a very good system to be able to expedite and be more effective and efficient. Um, and again, it is a resource. It's not the source. So if Correct. you if you do not put your brain into it, it's useless. And I see that sometimes on LinkedIn. Um, basically, how you know if it's done, Chat GPT is typically there is like a emoticon or emoji, and yep. then it has like a a line and then it has another emoji. That's how I've learned to now find it and say, ah, you use chat GPT, you use it. Da, da, da. And so yep, there's some do. things. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And I haven't been doing posting with it as much. I'm going to, and I just, yeah, there's just so many talk about the ethic of it. And that's why uh, you, you unapologetically, as you, you like to say with some other stuff, uh, you unapologetically actually, you know, put it out there, which is wonderful because uh, I was telling my students the same thing is it's uh, if you are going to use this as your knowledge base and you're going to put where you yourself are, the words that are coming from it, that's unethical. Yes. But if you're adding or you're using this to, to start a you know, conversation or you're using it for formatting and it's still your material from formatting and all the other stuff that you're, you're adding to it, then that's a resource. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So am, I, am I getting it right? Okay. It sounds like you're yeah. to choir. Yeah, it, you're definitely, it makes me think of my son, uh, He's a bless your heart sometimes too. Um, <laughs> and that the fact is this kid, he, in first grade, he was doing fifth grade math. This kid is like stupid smart. So it's, it's a blessing and a curse to raise a nerdy kid. My, I'm nerdy, yeah. but this kid is like nerd level times a million. Um, next level his, nerd. <laughs> next level nerd. He is a next level nerd. That is true. I should get him a shirt that says that now. Um, <laughs> I'm writing that down because he will love Write that. Write it down. <laughs> That's a Christmas gift right there. Next level that nerd. Is, that is. Um, but within regards to him, um, he got in, in trouble this year because he had Grammarly on his computer and he was supposed to write something and he typed the first sentence in and the teacher, the teacher saw that first sentence and then she went around the room and then came back and she, he had a five paragraph essay 
And come to find out he used AI from Grammarly and he got in trouble big, and they actually moved, removed Grammarly from all the computers from the middle school after he did this. Wow. But, but that's the thing that I told him. I was like, buddy, I was like, one, like you can't like, let's be smart with all this stuff. <laughs> like it's obvious, but two, it's a template. Like you need to use it as a template and telling the difference is if I'm just using it to, um, what, and that's the thing is what's the purpose of it? Is it to get things done and just to check a box or is it to, to give something that is actually yours authentic and can be, um, a, a nerdy resource really on top of it. Um, so that, that just triggered in my brain about my kid. Bless. Again, he's a bless your heart on that one. But that's yeah. whenever I talk about chat GPT or any of the AIs, you can't use it to cheat. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a cheat code. And there's it two is. different things. So. Yeah. I, 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 com- I completely agree. I'm on there. I don't know. Maybe we should start an ethics for uh, for safety and EHNS uh, people get a, a joint blog or something going. Because honestly, I, I think it's a valuable resource. And I actually used it to see, I said, uh, what are the hazards? I'm a compliance guy. You're on the other side uh, where, you know, I hand them off usually to uh, to someone whose performance, and I do performance as well, but but generally speaking, uh, insurance companies and, and, and other uh, entities call me for compliance. And I, you know, I, I, I always tell them, you got to start with compliance just so you get legally okay. But this isn't where you want to end. <laughs> you got to go yeah. beyond compliance for your organization to be healthy. And it's not just safety and health because literally I believe you shouldn't have safety culture, organizational culture. It, there's no need for those two things to be separated. It has to be one. Uh, exactly. So I know that's the next level. Uh, so I, I usually start out with the, the compliance minded people. And honestly, I've put in what is the hazards of oil and gas extraction. And I wanted to see what it said. And honestly, it picked just about everything. I, I added some stuff to it and I you know went back and checked to make sure everything was right. But uh, honestly, I believe that it's a start that uh, that genie's out of the bottle and we got to embrace it. Oh, yeah. And that's the first person that taught me about it was Evan um, Pierce with um, the Boston Celtics. And he uh, he came from Apple and went over and he's like, sorry, are you using chat GPT? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> I was like, oh. and this is probably what the beginning of the year. And I'm like, OK, I'm doing it. And then I was like, I'd tell him, like, you're right. Any other ideas that you have, dude, early, like, give them to me. (laughs) It's like, when you know you have, like, the right people that already have, like, did all the, found the top next tech. And I'm like, okay, tell me. Just, I'm I'm all ears now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me something. uh, I know you've got this exhausted list of clients. We love it. And my, my my listeners are going to be feeling, uh, how do I get the next big client or, or what will make them attracted to me? I know you're, 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 um, the way that you do business is definitely different than what most people are taught in textbook. Uh, so what's again, going for the secret sauce analogy, uh, what would be some of the tips you would give someone who uh, they're getting clients piecemeal, uh, either safety or, or uh, I should say, just business as well, just owning your own business. Uh, what, what would you say as far as uh, your mindset as to gaining clients? So, again, going back to faith, um, I actually talked to my uh, coworker the other day on this, and it's like at year five, it's I am now like, ah. Eh. God's going to give it to me. Like, that's just how it's been. So, I, and why do I say that too? Is like, I've had stories where when after the pandemic hit, I just, I thought I was going to lose everything. And then I had a, a client or well, a client that she wasn't a client at the time. I actually hadn't talked to her in months. And um, she came to me and she's like, God told me to give you this. And she gave me a check for $800. And she goes, and I'm going to continue to pay you $800. Um, and it's like, I just know I need to do this. And it was like, she had no clue. I had been praying for this. That was the exact amount of money that I needed to continue my business to not go into debt. So that was an early thing that like starting my business. I know that 
It's only but God's story. And then continuing into this. So I have to say from the very get go, my secret sauce is my faith and my, my Lord, like it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like it is absolutely ridiculous. The rooms I get in and I don't even know how. So that is my secret sauce. Um, The other thing that I will say is my dad taught me very young um, how you care for your people will be reflected in your bank account. And so I just love all my people and I Hmm. care and I nurture. I do that oxytocin, serotonin. Just double down on those things um, yeah. and have that integrity. Whatever I'm teaching to other people, I'm actually learning it first. Like as soon as I learn something, I usually make, I've learned to make systems. And so we either make a worksheet, we somehow like incorporate it into our own design, like to experiment it out to see, is this true? Is this not? Um we, a big thing that we say is that we're not like, I, I can't stand the thing being like-minded. It's, I want to be like-hearted. After, after having the thing where people don't see my brain, I'm like, we're not like-minded. Because literally, there's only like 3% of the world that can do what I do. And it's my mom and learn to find out or come to find out it's hereditary. Um, so those little things are kind of like the big caveats that I will say that impact me um business wise uh, mine's just being in obedience so this week i'm going to california um i don't know why i just know it's in obedience um and showing up and so like even if nothing good comes from it it's just staying in obedience and then um one big thing that i i don't think is ever taught is when you're low like I say, when you're low, so, so whenever I am at a point, I've been going through an absolutely nasty divorce this year. It's been an awful year to be honest. Yeah, and so within regards to that, I am double downing on uh, mentoring people. I am double downing mm-hmm. on giving back. I'm double downing on joy and creating oxytocin moments. I'm, I'm double downing on that. Um, is one, it helps just like I'm a farmer. I have goats, I have cattle, but then also just general farming. It's like whenever you plant a seed, you don't get the crop that day. And that's just what I am is just planting seeds. And so that's what you have to understand in consulting too. It usually takes, it can take two to three years to curate clients. And so you just have to be, yeah, I've not seen it do any less than that. I really have not. And so you got to build it now and just understand, just cultivate it. Um, each quarter, I reach out to a select amount of people that I just want to like keep in my network and whatnot and just like say, hey, check in. And, it, and it's one, yes, it's cultivating that crop, but it's also just be like, hey, I care, care about you as a human. Um, and the other thing is I've made more money off of chickens and bees. And what I mean by that, whenever I talk safety talks or I go out, I just be real and authentic. I don't be like... Like, I don't talk about my client base. I don't talk about all this stuff because it looks fake and phony at first. And yeah. it's like, I can't, you're too weird. Like, you're not real enough. Like, if if I'm like, oh, I work with the parrots and I um, do all this stuff with Fortune 500. Like, okay. But. It's not real. It's not real. Um, but I tell you, I got goats and they come in my meetings. <laughs> it's still not real, but they're like. Is that real? They'll actually ask and question that. I'm like, here's a picture. They're like, oh my gosh, you have goats. And I'm like, yes, I do. Um, I was like, I just love farming. I love to be outside. Like that is also that to bring it back to that car method, use that, that relatedness, find what's relatable to the people. Uh, what we talk about is uh, secret sauce is find out who you don't want your clients to be. That's the number one thing for you, for anybody I say is like, you got to know who you don't want. So I have a no asshole yeah. policy. I learned that Absolutely. year one, I had somebody Absolutely. paying me bank and it was beautiful, but they were assholes. And it's like, now I'm, I'm so picky on my clients. I just am. And, yeah. um, I've learned I had to do that to keep my people too. My dad taught me that. My dad, he was he was very fire friendly with with business. He's like, if they treat my people bad, he'll fire them away. And I'm like, Dad, but that that's like it's like half a million dollar project. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, it's not it's not worth it. And I'm like, that's right. Yeah. 
dad. And so that's what I learned. I learned very quickly from that and having him as a, a, a great guide and mentor be like, mm, Emily, you don't want that. It's not worth the stress. And he's right. So if you're a new consultant, like I know there's this thing, feast famine. One, if you're a person of faith, lean into that faith and that prosperity um, mindset. Like if this is what you're supposed to do, it will happen. Like just keep doing, just like keep doing the small discipline efforts and it will come. Even if you're not a person of faith, keep doing the small discipline efforts. So what do I do on most days is like, I make sure I start my day with focusing on my health and my well-being. I got to set myself up for success. I have literally a workbook that says, write it out and make it plain. And I look at it and it has a lot of um, Eisenhower matrix. I use a lot of that within, um, I try to stay in um, quadrant two, which is like relationship building mm-hmm. 85% of the time. I time block. I can always say I can make more money. I can never make more time. My time is precious and I do not give it out freely. So those are things that you can look at and then just find people um, and just keep connecting. Be like, hey, who's I always do a thing like who's a nerdy person that I need to know next? Um, <laughs> mention a few theories that you love to nerd out on. And then it's like, ah, that's, that's how I've, that's actually how I got to the pirates is like I love actually self-determination theory is what got me to the pirates working with them is because I loved it. Um, somebody else loved it and then their boss loved it and then their whole design team is based the farm director like everything within it is based on uh, self-determination theory and it's like ah, we just had a good old time all around it so then it's not work it becomes fun right yeah the whole thing you're like yeah we, we agree or you found your peeps <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly it's it's, and it's fun so <laughs> That's great. I know you got a whole bunch to do and I, I do not want to rob your time, but let's ask you one more thing, if you don't mind. And I'm going combine this to two things. So bear with me. Okay. Uh, first is you mentioned your team. Uh, when did you make that decision to say, I need a team? And how did that go out finding to to put those pieces together? I see on your website, you got the, the three of you together. I don't know if there's more, but I know you mentioned your team and then now, the other thing that was kind of related to that is uh, with the when you're you're thinking about adding a team member and and growing uh, the process of doing that and 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 developing a team uh, does that take away from you know your your own personal bottom line or anything? How do you get yourself into the mindset of it's better with many than just one? Oh. I'm a twin, so I joke I have codependency issues. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, I started again. That was another a God moment. Like he's like, "Go put out for hiring," and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do it." And then um, I found that. Well, let's put this. I don't know how people do it alone. I don't. Um, it is extremely difficult for me. Like I joke that Bonnie, um, she, she completes me. It's like that cheesy saying, but like our Mm -hmm. brains, I am big picture. She just brains it back in. It's like, it's, it's so fun to watch us do life together. And we know it. It's like the other day, um, we have a contract that we're trying to figure out if we want to continue with it. And she's like, December 1st, they get to December 1st. If they don't say anything, we're done with them. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, like that's the thing is like, sometimes I don't want to walk away from easy money sometimes. And so knowing that and having this person be like, okay, we know, we, we know our system. We know what works. So what I always say is you got to make a great foundation. And so if you can't, afford somebody at least find somebody like do podcast like so that you can nerd out with people and just gain knowledge um find ways that and it doesn't have to be a perfect podcast there i use i use Streamyard starting out and it was like 25 dollars a month um mm-hmm. so there are c- certain things that you can do to make sure that you just ha- stay in community 
with nerds or people that love what you do. Um, then once you do financially be able to take someone on the one litmus test, my dad, again, going back to him, he's helped me a lot of things. Can you support their family? When you bring somebody in, you're bringing in family members. Yeah. So that is one big thing for me is can I financially afford these people? And the answer for me has been yes. And I also take in their family. That That's just how I see it. Um, and the other thing is you don't have to pay them. This is one thing that always like blows my mind is people think that they have to pay them exorbitant amount of money. If you create the culture where they love what they do and they get freedom and like my people, they get to work at any time. One's in Rhode Island. The other one's in Connecticut. Um, and then another one was in California. Um, like that freedom is they, they, some, they will take less, it will, it will cost, it will mean more money. It's worth more than money, I guess is what you would say. So yeah. uh, just be real, put out there what you can and cannot afford. Um, and I will say for me, I'm, I always hated my dad growing up on making me listen to Dave Ramsey. I had to listen (laughs) to damn Dave Ramsey in the car, the whole, like all the time. And now I'm very grateful for Dave Ramsey. Um, he annoyed me, but now I had, I started my company with no debt. Um, if you can do that, that is the best thing ever. So I have it gives me more freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one thing is uh, I would say knock out your debt if you can and then go um, look at acquiring people. So that's wow. it. That's a great advice. And Jay Allen, when he came on last on my show, uh, Jay told me uh, he's he's a Ramsey instructor, if you didn't know that. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, he is. Jay is. And uh, so he, I, I wanted him to tell me the mindset that I should have and teach my people about, you know, you're, you're your own boss now and you got to be financially sound because, you know, your hours isn't going to be just your hourly rate. It's your, you got everything involved in that and it's you, it's your family, it's everything else. So he uh, he came on and talked to us about the, the principles that uh, he learned from the Ramsey uh, school. Oh, that's so, awesome. Because it, it is a game changer because one thing, it's actually cool within safety. So if anybody's listening to this that like likes to nerd out like worker comp claims, look at overtime worked before Christmas holidays. So if you actually look at like Q4, you're going to see typically increased injuries um, in worker comp claims because people are working more hours to make more money for Christmas or for holiday seasons to pay for things. And wow. it's one of the fascinating things. And so that was an eye opener, too, of how much money can impact your physical body because it's and then also your mental stress. And then if you add sleep, lack of sleep and all these other things that are coming into it. Um, so it, it not it really is. It's called Financial Peace University is what they do. It really is financial peace. And so if you can get to there, uh, I would all day just it. It really makes a difference. It really does. Wow, that is so awesome. Look at all the stuff I'm learning from you. You rock, Emily. That's awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, Likewise. Uh, with your uh with your uh your your shows with uh, Lifetime and and all the other ones, I know how it ends. Uh <laughs> Boy uh, meets girl, girl uh, likes boy, but doesn't feel like she could fit in. But boy doesn't want to tell the girl that he likes her. They get together with the last 10 minutes of the movie. They kiss and then it snows. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's predictable. It's predi- It's like Matlock. It's the other thing I watched growing up, Matlock. I always yes. knew what time it was whenever he went to the courtroom. <laughs> Or <laughs> you found the smoking gun. We have 10 minutes left. So. That's right. That's great. Now, thank you so much. Tell us what you could, where we could reach you, how we could hire you, especially those that need high performance coaching. Uh, go ahead and, and, and tell us how we get to Miss Emily Elrod. So um, you can go, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to get to me, um, Emily Elrod on LinkedIn, or you can always email me or shoot shoot me a text message my this is 
And this is one thing I learned from a guy named Bob Goff. He puts his uh, phone number in all of his books. And I'm like, I'm doing that. Um, oh, don't wow. have books yet. But um, text <laughs> me coming. or call me uh, 706-581-2943. So reach out. Wow. That's awesome. Well, hold on. I haven't done this whole episode. <laughs> hiding the soundboard over here <laughs> thank you so much and for those of you watching video you can tell my video was all jacked <laughs> i don't know what Sorry. happened my camera came up the ghost still just a second ago <laughs> but emily i'm so grateful that you took the time out to talk to me in the audience and and uh i'm just looking forward to to just seeing your career if you go back to podcasting you know i'm i'm there too i want to i want to get back on that track too deal and, and listen to you well, uh, i appreciate so. it i may do that that's I actually talked to my team about it today so <laughs> we'll see yay so, <laughs> no more pressure i know you got your own <laughs> stuff going but if you do so then again thank you so much for being part of the show you're welcome thank you have a blessed one this episode has been powered by safety fm Views and opinions expressed on this podcast or broadcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within the past hour are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast or broadcast may be reproduced, stored within a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast or broadcast, Sheldon Primus.